0: Welcome to the Power of Faith and the Ministry of David Hathaway. Please join David as he ministers today's word. So that being rooted and grounded in love that we can understand and now the spirit of Christ does this enables you to understand in verse 18 what is the breadth length and depth and height of the love of Christ now it's very interesting because very often we talk about dimensions a flat picture is in two dimensions uh, if you can get the three dimension it shows you the depths doesn't it instead of just the length and the breadth the third dimension gives you the the depth but here in spiritual experience we have four dimensions and the four are the length, the breadth, the height and the depth. And it's quite interesting when it refers to it in that sense, the heights of the love and the depths of the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. So now he goes on, now unto him that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we oh, 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 oh. I need to stop here for a moment. Unto him that's able to do exceeding abundantly, above all that we could ask or even think. Wow, according to the power that works in us. Because as I'm developing this, I'm beginning to see so much more of the power of God. So here, Paul is saying that that Christ is able to do exceeding abundantly, uh, so uh, uh, exceedingly. How how can one describe it? So uh, 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 almost beyond description above all that we could even ask or think. Now, some people seem to be afraid. I I know that... um Uh, One of my staff growing up in an Anglican tradition was taught that God doesn't actually even answer prayer. Prayer is a routine. Yes, it's a religious exercise, but that you don't expect God to answer. But here, what uh, Paul is saying is that he's not only able just to answer, but whatever we ask for, give us more than we ask, exceed above all that we could ask or even expect And you know, I've seen this literally fulfilled because you all know um, my stories of healing of cancer and the release from the prison, and I'm just thinking with both times that I was healed of cancer, I was expecting and believing with my throat cancer that God would heal me. But not only did God heal me of the throat cancer, but is the witness of the doctors that was so shocking when they said that they could see somebody had cut the cancer out and left the scar tissue as evidence. Now, I I was only expecting just to be healed of cancer. I didn't expect such a miracle with dramatic evidence. Now, it's the same when I had the lung cancer. You see, I was totally healed of lung cancer, and this is in the last 20 years. But yet, the miracle was that it took place in Germany. When I'd gone up on one of my prayer mountains praying, came down, and if you've got lung cancer, you shouldn't do that. I came down, exhausted, got into bed, and was choking to death. But suddenly my healing was... An explosion in my chest, like an enormous cough, which actually brought the cancer out of my mouth, until it was actually in the bed. Now can you imagine this? The cancer came out, was in the bed, and they had to burn it. Yeah, I had to burn the whole bed. Now that was It was something I hadn't expected. I just expected the cancer to disappear, you know, in a normal way. I just thought, oh, it'll go away, and when they look, it won't be there. It's the same when I was praying about my release from the prison that was also very unusual because yes, God had given me the dream. Uh, You have to read the book, you know the story. God had given me the dream three days after my trial when I was so discouraged because I couldn't uh, see my wife and so on Uh, and discouraged because everybody had said, oh, you're an Englishman what they'll do is they'll throw the book at you, they'll call you every evil thing under the sun and then just get rid of you. But instead of that, I was being condemned to anything up to 10 years in prison. And so I I went back into my cell in a sense of despair. And in the midst of that despair, three days later, I had this dream in which I actually saw myself out of the prison. And not only out of the prison, but i saw myself in the royal albert hall speaking at the church easter convention <laughs> well this was this was impossible i mean to get that when i've just been sentenced but as you know, eventually, after nine months there, I was able to smuggle my Bible back into the cell. I was forbidden to have a Bible, of course, and, but, you know, I am a professional smuggler, so what do you expect? <laughs> if I could smuggle Bibles into Russia, yeah, I smuggled a Bible into my cell. And when reading it, I saw the confirmation in Scripture. But what was the realization? yes. I came out of the prison on my birthday, which God had showed me. I was in the Royal Albert Hall, but the big miracle was who came to release me? Now it wasn't just that the the government decided, oh well, we're tired of you and threw me out. It was actually the British Prime Minister, Harold Wilson, who flew to where I was and I flew home with him. Now that was, and I'd never dreamed about that, but it was that experience with the prime minister that was to change my life because I traveled all over the world meeting with prime ministers, uh, church leaders, government leaders, who all asked the same question, why did Wilson do it? <laughs> what a, an opportunity to explain the power of prayer. So, I've experienced something of that exceeding abundantly above what all I could imagine. So I want you to understand what you're praying. Let that faith of God come into you in such a way you can expect more, not less. Look, with God it's not a partial fulfillment. That isn't God. It isn't a partial fulfillment. It's above what we can think. Remember, those who know their God will be strong and do exploits.